You are now tuned in to DAR Sports Media, the foot, no, the sports podcast for people who go outside. It's a beautiful evening. This will be posted Wednesday morning, but right now we are recording. We have the beautiful sounds of the NBA in the background at pretty much everybody's house. It's the opening night of the NBA. Um, and also I personally have uh, the the, uh, the baseball t- t- trip on the line to the World Series going on in the background at my house as well. This is why October is a grand and beautiful month. We got NFL. We got 30 straight days of NCAA football games on. There's a game on every night. We got the NBA kicking off. We've got the MLB in the playoffs. My birthday, Apollo's birthday. You cannot beat October, man. Um, We, as most probably expect, we're going to have to start off with... um, Man, uh, what a disappointing night it was for me and all of the 49ers fans. Last night, um, I guess I'll, I'll go through the list of reasons, um, and then we'll go to your guys' reactions. Uh, I've been talking about it all day long on Twitter and stuff. Of course, anybody who wants to interact, I'm down to talk football always. First and foremost... Steve Wilkes, you lost us this fucking game. Thank you very much. Congratulations. There is no excuse. There's 17 seconds left before the half. It is third down. You do not need pressure. You need to make them run another snap. You call zero cover fucking blitz. And they go to the house and score a touchdown. There is no risk reward whatsoever. If you get home with the pressure, we're going into half 10 to 7. If you don't get home with the pressure and we do a regular normal cover one and you stop them, guess what we do? Go into half at 10 to 7. Your ass decides to run a cover zero blitz to no fucking advantage and give up a fucking touchdown, a completely needless touchdown in a game we'd lose by five fucking points. Steve Wilkes, thank you very much. You have single-handedly lost us this fucking game with that bone-headed fucking call. But then, just to make sure that nobody thought this was a this was a, a aberration or a fucking mistake or some sort of miracle, you kept blitzing in the second half. Five man, six man, and it kept not fucking working. And Kirk Cousins kept beating it, and they kept having the perfect blitz beaters called every single time. It's almost like NFL teams have access to fucking film. So maybe when that is happening, Do something else. Do anything else. Thank you, T-Pain. Oh, my God. He just kept doing it. They keep running blitz beaters. They keep gashing massive fucking amounts of yardage. Why? Over and over and over. CMC, fumble, you're up next. You're a fucking star player. One of our star players is out. You want to fumble in the fucking red zone. The defense in general is uh, 
there's whenever when the defense calls you on the cell phone now, your cell phone might pop up with fraud alert on the fucking caller ID because we just gave up 500 fucking yards to the Minnesota Vikings who had no Justin Jefferson. And unfortunately, end all be all, we're gonna have to we're gonna have to table this Brock Purdy top ten fucking conversation for a fucking while. It's 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 done, man. It's it's we're gonna have to. It's it's done and over for the time being, because brother, you had the perfect opportunity handed right to you at the fucking end of the game. You're at midfield almost, need a touchdown, and. You couldn't get fucking get the job done. You throw another interception, two in a row on the two last drives that could have won us the fucking game. Oh, which by the way, a little bit, just a little bit of insight too. That was a super stupid fucking call by the Vikings. If if we had driven down and scored a touchdown, that was an incredibly stupid call by the Vikings coach. What are you doing? It's a first down to win the game. Your offense gained five hundred yards. If you miss the field goal, you give it to us at midfield. On a long field goal. If you don't make it on fourth and six, you give it to us at midfield all the same. Like, why not go for it and try to end the fucking game? That was super fucking dumb. But Brock Purdy failed to make them pay for it. The The major concern here is that this defense is kind of, we have a $100 million defensive line and got zero fucking sacks last night. Zero. One of the dudes that was on that was playing the offensive line for the Vikings was on the street playing fucking saxophone with a pot with a fucking puppet skeleton in front of him three fucking weeks ago on the streets. And he fucking erased Eric Armstead. It's starting to appear that this defense might not be what we thought it was. And at the same time, it's also becoming kind of clear that maybe Brock Purdy is not at a level where he can elevate the squad and cover up for their for their shortcomings. Same thing that applied to Lamar Jackson when I was on his ass two weeks ago applies to fucking Brock Purdy. There are other places and other podcasts and other people who cover sports who don't apply the same standards to those two quarterbacks, and you can fucking assume the reasons why. But that's not the fucking case on this one. If you want to be a top 10 quarterback or considered that, you have to be able to elevate the team and cover up their fucking shortcomings. And Brock Purdy is not there right now. Or at least has not shown it. Hey, what do you think? Um, well... I feel different about that um that that last play in the second half. I feel like why is Travis Ward? He got dunked on. That was I don't think that was the defense. He, he was playing him. He got the ball ripped out of his hand. He's a grown man. But why ball. was there even? Why was it even the Why was it even in the situation? There I was mean, no reason. There was no benefit to calling that to putting him in that situation. I don't know. I like. That was just good offense to me. Like, I don't even think that was a, a play calling. I think that was just good offense. But, nah, I, I think uh, I think what the Vikings did, I think they um, they probably watched what the Browns did uh, against the 49ers, too. Like, the Browns cracked the code. So, that's usually how it goes when one team beats a, a, a 
undefeated team. It's like, it always goes like that. And then the next team will do the same thing as that. You know, it always it always goes like that. So I'm sure the Vikings stole a lot of stuff that the Browns did on offense and defense. And yeah, that's why they, they pretty much they were up the whole game. I mean, um, yeah, Brock Credit been, been struggling the past two weeks, but I mean, it's not it's not you can't overcome. I mean. Everyone has that bad. He has, it's not been terrible. Like, no, he didn't. He didn't even. Let me clarify that too. He didn't have a bad game. He was actually probably their best offensive player for most of the game. He had good numbers. What I'm saying is, we that's that's a drive that elite quarterbacks make. I'm sorry. That's true. If you want to be called a top ten quarterback, you're making that drive. And he didn't fucking get it done. I also want to be clear because I was talking with, and there might be some more that will come out later on in the week about what the uh, route concept was on that last play. But that was a situation, and we've praised it in other situations, in the, especially in the Giants game. Uh, Brock Purdy displayed this ability where under pressure, Brock Purdy will throw it to the spot the receiver is supposed to be. And that's how he can do it, you know, kind of while getting blasted. It almost looks like he's not looking because he's throwing it to the place that the receiver should be arriving at. And it looked like Jennings ran a really shitty route and like stutter step for no reason. And that's what threw off the timing. And that's why he wasn't where he should have been when the ball got there because Brock Purdy, it's a lot of things, people that people just saw the interception at the end. People aren't realizing that he was getting slammed when he made that throw. Like people said, oh, he rushed it or he did this. He didn't rush it because there was no more time because he was getting fucking slammed in the, into the ground. He he literally on his follow through got slammed backwards. That's how close the pressure was. So the ball had to come out. He threw it to the place Jennings was supposed to be getting to as the time the ball arrived. Jennings was nowhere fucking near in the vicinity of it. Um, so, but still. Elite quarterbacks make that fucking drive. And uh, it's not what happened. Uh, Axe, you don't have these problems, but tell me, tell me what you, what you saw last night and what you think of what I was on just now. Well, Addison had a great game. He had Ward in the blender the whole night. Like that was a bad game by Ward. Usually he's better than that, but Amari Cooper and Addison kind of had him looking bad past couple weeks. Um, I did notice that the defensive line, like, didn't really see anything from Bosa. Couldn't even notice he was out there. That was poor defensive line play. Um, one thing I'm noticing about Brock Purdy, although he was 21 for 30, his numbers weren't terrible. A lot of his throws are in the middle of the field. Like, he might need to go to the sideline a little bit more. I think defenders are starting to sniff out the throws in the middle of the field a little bit more. That, that's what I've been noticing. That's where his interceptions were at. He's going to have to throw some uh, out routes and get comfortable with that to throw the defense off because they want to get that on a scouting report. This is, what, his 14th, 15th career game or something like that? Yeah, I think it's like 15th career game, but a 12th career start. Yeah, Regular season, so, 12th regular season start. That's going to be on the scouting report soon. It's like, that's how Cleveland got him, and that's how Minnesota got him yesterday. So, he wanted to work on them out routes for sure. Um, but I wouldn't hit the panic button. Now, if they lose against Cincy, then I'd be like, all right, they're going to get some shit together. I'm, I'm telling you right now, the defense I saw last night, oh, it's fucking take, – take everything, Cincy. 
play him in DFS, take all the overs on fucking DraftKings, do all that. Especially if Warner saw, ain't playing even. Like, hey, I didn't Warner. even know that. Did they say he's uh, he's hurt? I don't know. Didn't he get hurt yesterday? Or I think he well, he was a little, I think he came back in though. Um okay. hopefully he's healthy. They won't need him. Like we need I, y'all to take care of business against him. Like they won't back <laughs> too much. Well, so. I'm sorry to say, uh that defense I saw yesterday, uh, you better fucking get all the Bengals you can get on the offensive side of the ball. And uh yeah, god damn. Hey, he's he said it a couple weeks ago, uh, or last week, and it looking like what do you think of this upcoming Bengals matchup there, Tay? Uh that's that's, that's a win for the Bengals. Bengals win streak incoming, man. This is this is this is the uh, turnaround for the Bengals. A big win streak coming, man. Watch. They got they gotta win that for sure. I'm I'm hundred percent positive they'll they'll win against uh San Francisco. And I don't know. That's gonna be kind of weird though to see the 49ers lose three in a row. Three in that's a row going into the bye. Yeah, that's crazy to say. But I, I do. I definitely have the Bengals winning that game. It hurts me to say. God, it hurts me to say. But honestly, it kind of reminds us of a kind of reminds me of a a rich man's version of the Dallas Cowboys. Mm. We're real. We're real fucking tough when when everything's going right. When scripts playing out the way we want it to, and nothing bad's happening, and everybody's healthy, and it's not a grimy game against a team that's fighting for their lives. Oh yeah, we'll go out there and whoop that ass. Brock Purdy kind of reminds me of Dak Prescott right now, a little bit more athletic, but throwing it to great players. If everything's going good, he can fucking do it. I, you know. When when they came out for that final drive last night, did you feel like they were gonna? It was he was gonna make it happen. I thought it was a chance, like because I just felt like Minnesota lost momentum, and he had a couple throws on the drive. It was just like say they wanted to do something outside of throwing it to the middle. I think that's on the scouting report now. Yeah. So it was a chance. I think we went out there, and I said this on this podcast. We went out there, and we whipped the shit out of a JV team on national fucking TV in a primetime game, and then we thought we were good to go. We could just roll on into these playoffs. See you you in in the NFC Championship, Eagles. Can't wait. It ain't like that. Now, not only... Well, that might wear off now, but not only are we not built like that, clearly... But now we're also getting these teams' best fucking shot. Like this is these teams' fucking Super Bowl. These teams are playing out of their fucking minds when they play. What? The, who was that fucking guy wearing that Cousins jersey last night? What the fuck was that? Bro had the game of his fucking life last night. Pressured like eighteen times, getting hit, just drilling these fucking throws. Incredible. And that was another. <laughs> and that's another thing I want to bring up. Don't look now. Minnesota Vikings aren't that far back. Now, all of a sudden, I told you guys about those Vikings. I told you they had talent. I told you they were having historical levels of bad luck on the turnovers. And I told you that that division was winnable. All of a sudden, the Bear, the Lions are not looking like world beaters. And we're about to get to that. 
and the Vikings are not that far back. I think they're two uh, two games or a game and a half back, and we're just now hitting the middle of October. I'm telling you, if they can put the and they didn't even have Jefferson last night, they get Jefferson back and keep getting into the groove that they're get that they were in last night. We're surging. I'm telling you. But speaking of that division looking winnable and fraud alerts on your phone, boy, our marquee game kind of, well, I'm sure it wasn't a letdown to you, Axe, but it was a letdown to the rest of the country. Woo, boy, those Ravens beat the fucking brakes off of the Lions. What did you see during that game? Well, the fact that we were able to convert so easily offensively. It, it was kind of stunning to watch. Once you got the 28-0 in the first half, could have been 35-0 if Justice Hill didn't fumble again. But, like, Lamar was very efficient. Receivers got open and caught. Like, when we actually catch the ball, he's been playing great. He's completing 70% of his passes this season. So he's having a strong year outside of the fumbles. That's the only issue I got with the offense. But defense average of holding teams at 15 points per game and slowed down one of the better offenses. Now, Tay had a point last week where he was saying that um they the Lions really haven't played a good team like that. And I think we just showed its levels. Like when we play to our max ability. We're hard to beat. That's why we're mad that we're five and two. We really should be seven and zero. Oh. Like between drops and mistakes that we've made in both of our losses, we really could be undefeated. And I think Sunday proved that. And I feel like we can build off this momentum since we got Arizona and Seattle next. So um, mm. I'm I really like what gonna, I saw. Gonna need you guys to go ahead and go win those two games. By the way, thank you. Now, it should happen, but sometimes we fall asleep at the wheel against competition that's worse than us. That's our only issue. So, hopefully, we take care of business and just keep the momentum rolling. I think Lamar's in a good groove. I think defense behind Roquan Smith is in a good groove. We got guys like Geno Smith, the interception leader, playing better. Brandon Stevens is playing much better this season. Our defensive line is finally getting to the quarterback with Justin Matabike getting sacks and Kyle Van Noy who came off the street getting sacks. So we're playing really good balanced ball. Um, I, I don't have any complaints. I just hope we can build the momentum off of this uh, win. And Detroit, they'll be okay. I still think they'll win that division. If they're fortunate, they'll get a playoff win. But like that whole Super Bowl contender stuff, they want to slow down on that. Jared that, Goff, defense is, that defense is not a Super Bowl defense. Yeah, and Jared Goff didn't really look too good either under pressure. He he had some stinky throws out there. It looks like, I mean, that was exactly, you know, one of those things where you see it click and like, this is what this offense is supposed to look like. Like, this is it. And that is exactly what it was. Lamar's looks like he's fully slipped into it. We'll see if he can stack through these three games in a row. And and I, and I think if that's the case, then I think I think we're there. I think that could be the expectation going forward. Uh, Tay, what did you think of our kind of a kind of a, a stinky letdown of a marquee game last week? Um. Well, yeah, I said um, the Lions. I wasn't really impressed with the Lions like that. Like I said they didn't really play anyone, and they're not gonna play anyone like throughout the whole season. And then on top of that, 
should have known this because their best player didn't play. They pretty much, I'd say, David Montgomery has been really, really good this year. Like they pretty make giving the ball a lot all game, every game, and it's definitely different. It's definitely a drop off. Offense is different without him. I should I should have known that. Like I I don't know about scoring six points, but I I should have known like offense wasn't gonna be like that top five offense they've been the whole season. But yeah, the Ravens they probably played their best game of the season. Like, I don't I don't think they'll top that. That was that was the peak of the Ravens offense right there. That was that was really good. They they scored every time they touched the ball. I mean, that's how you want to play. And that that defense is it, showing up every week. They haven't really blown those big leads like they did last year. They cleaned that up. Yeah, man. You know, Lamar had that that big game finally. Yeah, you know, they, they do have to build off that though. You know, it's just gonna start to get cold. Um, pass is gonna be harder to catch in the second and the third. So yeah, that was a that was a statement win by the Ravens. Yeah, it almost feels like the Ravens, you know, maybe they should seize upon this year and may swing a trade for like a a power running back, maybe an AJ Dillon out of the Packers or something like that. Add that dimension to the to the to the roster because it feels like the running game is nah. He's, is he's still a little bit iffy. He's too young. It would be like Derrick Henry or something. AJ Dillon's too. I young mean, for that. I mean, I mean, Derrick Henry would be a fucking perfect yeah, candidate as well. It would, um, but AJ Dillon's too young. They don't do that. They got it. They, they got to be twenty eight. Wash running backs. It's yeah, crazy. been no trade for you once you're twenty eight. You know. I, hey, I, I mean, that's why the Ravens are always good though. They got a bunch of grown men on that team. <laughs> Speaking of a uh, grown man football. Uh, our last feature from this last week, uh, Miami and Philadelphia. So I think so. Right off, I'm so I'm so fucking over it with this fucking tush push, fucking <laughs> shit. You guys, it's a quarterback sneak. It's the same fucking thing. It's just a quarterback sneak. They just so happen to have players who are really fucking good at it. Tom Brady was fucking excellent at it for twenty fucking years. It's just a quarterback sneak. The positioning of those two other players and the space, the amount of space that they have to generate force is almost fucking non-existent. Like those other guys are not really helping the situation at all. The guys pushing, it 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 really doesn't fucking matter. They aren't really doing anything. They have Jason Kelsey, they have a great interior line, and they have Jalen Hurts who squats like a thousand pounds and is built like a fucking running back. So they're really fucking good at it. It's just a quarterback sneak. Please fucking get over it. Please just get over it. They're just really good at the quarterback sneak. That's all it is. It's not different. It's Lyman's floating forward. It's the quarterback getting behind them, getting low and powering forward. It's not different. It's the same fucking thing. They took that grown man football. And they played against the dainty, fast, supposed to be vroom vroom fun Miami Dolphins and kind of beat them down a little bit. Um, Tyreek had one good flashy play, but the game was pretty much dominated by the Eagles. Uh, That Jalen Hurts was on the verge. I was already thinking about it. I'm like, I'm going to get on there with Axe and Tay. And man, Jalen Hurts kind of looks funny in the light. And what are we doing here? And then he kind of turned it on in the second half and they kind of dominate him. Um, Are we still, do we still got questions about Jalen Hurts? 
I don't have questions about him. I was just like, his turnovers are a little too high this season. But he's doing the right thing and feeding A.J. Brown. That man had 125 plus ever since that little sideline argument in the early game. Got all my got him on all my fantasy teams. I, I'm aware. <laughs> yeah, so like he's doing the right thing feeding AJ Brown. Um, I'm not worried about Hurts or the Eagles. Um, they just they don't look as dominant as last year, but that trade for uh Kevin Byer, that's a game changer right there. Yeah, that's insane. God damn. So they they're gonna be they're gonna be fine. Like how he rolls me, he'll make some trades. Like he ain't, ain't no rumors. He'll just make the move. So that's what I respect about GMs like that. They ain't afraid to tweet things, even if they. Yeah. yeah. Oh, Edmonds, he got ran right out of a job. <laughs> he, he got smoked by Tyreek Hill <laughs> like that. And the GM said, absolutely not. Trade it. <laughs> let me let me bring in a former All-Pro. I don't know how recently was was Bayard All-Pro. Like we used to be All-Pro within the last three years. Yeah. Like he's excellent. Kevin Bayard's a fucking beast, man. That's amazing. Um. What you what you think of the game there, there Tay? Um, yeah, I mean, I, I said it, I said it last week. Uh, Dolphins, you know, I wanted to see if they, uh, you know, were the same team, you know, beat the beat the bad teams, lose to the good teams. It looks like they're that team. Yeah, they're a little bit suspect. Yeah, because mm-hmm. they love to whoop the fucking shit out of the bad teams, put mm-hmm. seventy on them, do shit like that. But then, Bills and Eagles. Got They're pumped regular. the fuck out. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, it's still early in the season, but I mean, that's they kind of got that tag on them for now. Like when they, whenever they play a good team again, um, yeah. That's that's what I'll be I'll be watching to see that because I don't know, it's kinda it's it's very fluky, like just that defense down. is bad. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. But they got this high powered offense, you know, like like they play they play the Chiefs in two weeks. Mm. They play the Chiefs in two weeks. Like another that's another game. And if they lose that, uh, you know, like that's that's not good. Like only I don't know. I don't know. Like Tua did this last year. Started off red hot. He was, oh man, this guy is this, that, and the third. Then it got it started getting cold. The season it started getting deeper in the season. They're starting to play good teams, and they were losing. They weren't as good. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. That just might be what the Dolphins are. Like, I don't know what they what they're missing necessarily. I just maybe maybe it's Tua. Maybe that's just not him. Maybe his ceiling is, you know, just a regular season oh. guy. Or, or fortunately you know. for them, it's looking like the Bills are kind of. I mean, we all kind of called that in the preseason episodes. It looks it's looking like it's maybe it it might be might be fading it might be dwindling out for the Bills between this Giants performance and then the Patriots this weekend. Yeah, I mean, I feel like I trust the Bills a little bit more than the Dolphins, though. Like, I've seen the Bills beat good teams. Some like the Dolphins don't beat any good teams. Like I, that's where I think the difference is. But beat. What do you want to do? Have those bad? They do lose to the bad <laughs> teams, though. I, I will say that, but I. I'd rather take the team that I've seen beat some of the good teams. So, to be fair about the Bills, it's the only excuse I'm gonna give them. Losing Milano and Tredavious White, that hurt them. They they don't look the same on defense without them. But like I, 
that's a bad loss for Patriots. I understand it's in division, but you're not supposed to take that out. Like, it, that Patriots team was struggling moving the ball against everybody. They just moved like uh, it, that's a rough loss. They want hey, to shake you know, back. Uh, you know what these questions, you know, these questions we have about the Bills and the Dolphins, you know who that leaves the door open for. <laughs> New York Jets, man. <laughs> God, God damn it. <laughs> uh, I mean, a lot of these three win, these three win teams in the AFC is kind of fraudulent. Like, I, I never believed in Oakland. They proved it by getting smacked oh, by Chicago. No. So yeah. I don't want to see – I don't care if they got three wins. They're terrible. Um, Yeah, so, I mean, Jets probably could get to seven seed potentially. Like, we'll see. Oh, I still believe in Houston. Oh, wow. Oh, yeah, wow. got you. Jets believer. Let's go. I'm still believing in Houston over them. I'm, I'm rolling with oh, my yeah. Richard Sleep in Houston. Hell, yeah. Over. Let's go. Nah, no way. Nah, I'll, I'll, no. Last, I'm rolling last... my original Sleep in CJ Stroud leading the Don't have double digit losses. Nah. We last, see. Uh, last on this last week. Tay, are the fucking commanders gonna gonna do the right thing here anytime soon? Because uh, it's it's very obvious what's fucking holding them down, man. I, I know. Uh, well, other did we see this pass protection situation coming? Because uh, Sam Howell is on page to fucking shatter the all, the single season sack record, like shatter it it's uh i believe 70 it's in 73 or 76 he's at 40 and the season's not even halfway fucking over mm-hmm. he's on pace to get sacked like 85 times he's gonna destroy the fucking single season record for sack did we see this pass protection fucking issue coming i didn't well not to that this bad this is fucking crazy i knew it was a problem I, I, I knew it was a problem, but I, like sometimes you could just overcome that. But like this is just so bad. Like the run, the run blocking is not terrible, but the pass blocking is terrible. And I don't know. And it's not just the O line though; it's some of Sam Howell too. Like sex, yeah, sex no, he holds the ball and tries to do crazy shit. Yeah, he does way too much. Please, you know it, it's definitely bull. But that's something you learn. Like I feel like a lot of young quarterbacks get sacked a lot. It's something you learn because usually. Young quarterbacks, you do come in with a bad line, but then again, you're not used to having a bad line, so you hold the ball for 30 seconds instead of two, you know? So it, it's it's a learning curve for definitely for the quarterback, but the O-line does have to block better. But, I mean, yeah, we got to make some uh, front office decisions. I feel like it's coming, though, because uh, Magic Johnson. Yeah, new said, ownership. He, yeah, he says it every time. He's like, yeah, man. The the owner and staff got no. He say he says the staff and the players. Got Coach staff didn't do good enough. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> like he he knows, and it, it's it's gonna it's coming. Let us lose like two more. It, it's they're gonna do it when it's too late. We'll be three and six, and they'll try to you know like it'll be too late. But I feel like after the Bears game, that was enough. I don't know what, what we're doing. I don't know why we're waiting. Like after the Bears, they're losing, getting blown out by the Bears. That that was it. Like right there. Raiders need to do the same thing too. I mean, oh yeah, you get oh, blown yeah. up by the Bears. Like you, you cannot have the same thing like the next week. <laughs> like it's not a, that is. Hey, Adams going to demand a trade. Watch. Yeah, I mean, I would, I wouldn't play for that at all. The, uh, the Raiders shouldn't. Well, you know, teams in the NFL, they don't, 
they never accept it at the right time. They should fucking trade him. Mm-hmm. This is not going anywhere ever with him. Like you might as well trade him and get some at draft assets and try to restart. Uh, my concern about the commanders is uh, like, fuck man. If that new ownership fires Rivera, I don't know if they're going to let the enemy get his fucking chance. They're probably going to want to go hire their own guy. Mm. Well, which is fucking unfortunate. It depends if it's during the season. Well, the enemy will take over during the season, yeah. yeah. Well, and then maybe you know that's maybe that's the shot right there. Yeah, like that, right, that, that, that's is, what I'm is he'll win? You know, maybe the enemy will win, go seven and whatever, seven and two down down the stretch, and okay, cool, we'll stick with him. Hopefully, yeah. that's how it goes, um, yeah. and hopefully, it's it's sooner than later. Yeah. What are you guys looking forward to coming up in this upcoming week? Well, schedule kind of stinky, but it's a couple games that stood out to me. Um, I think Browns and Seahawks could be a decent game. Need the Seahawks to pull that out, but it'll probably be defensive battle, low scoring. Um, I'm going to say, once again, y'all in the Bengals. Like, we'll see if San Fran can shake back. Um, Jaguars and Steelers could potentially be good, too. Um, I need Jaguars to continue their winning streak. But the Steelers have gotten it together the past few weeks. They had a good win against the Rams. But I I still need the Jaguars to pull that one out. And um, it's not a matchup I want to – I want to give a quick shout-out. Tay kind of called it. The Falcons have been playing relatively well in spite of their horrible quarterback play. They lead oh, their uh, division Apollo right now. Apollo, too. Apollo picked them to win the division. Yeah. Yeah, him and Tate did. I, I picked the Saints if I knew how bad their offense was going to be. God damn. <laughs> yeah. Ritter that's the been, only match I'm really looking forward to. Ritter has been fucking god-awful. But – it just don't matter. They, they the rest of the team's making up for it, and uh, yeah. Tay, what are you looking forward to this weekend? Um, I got. Uh, I think the Panthers uh, get their first win this week. I don't know why. Oh! I think that they get their first it's win. Houston. Yeah, I don't. I just it just seems right. First pick going into the second pick. It seems right. You know. I think I got the I got the Panthers net for sure. But um, yeah. Uh. Schedule is very interesting. It's a lot of trap games. Like, definitely from what I saw, like, I got the Bengals against the uh, 49ers. I got them losing three in a row. It's it's so weird to say that, but I'll definitely be way more confident in that if they were still undefeated. But, yeah, they lost two in a row. There's no way to lose three in a row. But, I mean, yeah, I'll go with that. And, you know, you got the Jets, the red-hot Jets. Yeah, man. Um, playing against the Giants in their uh shared stadium, I definitely got the Jets. Zach Wilson, I have a good game. That defense gonna hold the Giants to, to uh six points or something like that. that. That that'll be a fun game to watch. And uh, yeah, um, like I said, I think there's a lot of track games. So yeah, I'm gonna go with the Commanders over the uh, Eagles this week. I okay. Think we beat them this time around. It's a it's a lot of track games in here. One last one game. for old Ron. Yeah. I mean, if we lose, I'll lose if he's fired. I yeah, lose. I, that, that's what it takes, but that just holds on to his job longer. But I'm not gonna feel that. I mean, look at who are the Vikings playing this week? They play the um Packers now. Jordan Love's, you know, he is had this is wrong the perfect. By 
No, this wait. is it was he just had his Lin Sanity weeks, you know. It, that the first two weeks was just Lin Sanity. That's all. But he'll come back, man. Don't this is the perfect uh, emotional letdown. This is just the type. I know my buddy who's a Vikings fan. He's listened to this. This is this is the exact kind of game that the Vikings will go fucking just just boner it up. Just have like three fucking huge mistakes. Look like shit. Fucking lose the game. Like I can just I can just see it coming now. All this positive momentum. What they just pulled off. Yeah, they're gonna go out there and engage in craziness next week and drop that fucking game give just squander the perfect opportunity for them to save their fucking season Hey, now we're in here. Time has come, gentlemen. Got the NBA season kicking off tonight. Um, what are you guys looking forward to this week the most? I know personally, I was sending people uh, texts of the schedule, pictures of the schedule, that old uh, San Antonio Dallas game tomorrow night, 9 30 ESPN. Oh, well, when you listen to us, it'll be tonight at 9 30 ESPN saying, My body is ready. I'm ready to see this man who might have a shot at a top three opportunity at defensive player of the year as a fucking rookie out there doing his fucking thing. Since he's blocking three point shots, starting off in the fucking paint and getting out there. <laughs> I am ready for Wimbanyama mania. What are you guys looking forward to this week? I'm looking forward to Celtics and Knicks tomorrow. I think new look Celtics. Going to send a message to the Knicks. Um, Porzingis, Tatum, and Brown, they've been playing well. Ballhead, Derek White, has been playing at a high level. Like Drew Holiday, he's going to fit in fairly well. So that should be a good matchup. I'm looking forward to seeing how New Orleans starts the season, too. They start off with Memphis. Josh suspended for the first 25 games. But um, I want to see Zion and see if he can stay healthy. Of course, women, Yama, too, like, his ability to handle the ball, shoot, his fluidity, his defensive prowess. He's just a very tough player. Like, he's a creative player. Never seen anything like it. I'm looking forward to him against Dallas tomorrow. He's going to put the league on notice. Um, There's a lot of matchups. Celtics and Heat, East Conference Finals rematches, the best rivalry in the NBA. Game's always competitive. Um, Suns and... Lakers on Friday, that should be pretty good, too. K- Katie and Bron haven't played each other in about, like, five years in regular season. So, look forward to that. Hopefully, Bradley Beal can play. He's not playing um, tonight against the Warriors, but he hopefully he plays later this week. And OKC and Denver should be good, too. That's a matchup later this week. Um, interesting to see Chet Holmgren. Thunder going to take another leap. Shea Gilders-Alexander is a good player. Denver, they look like they're still playing and sharpening at a high level, ready to defend their title. So it's a lot of good matchups. Those are the ones that stand out to me, though. Do you think uh, who do you think will surprise people through the first month of the season? Dallas. What team? Dallas. Oh my God. Yes. I'm Yuck. <laughs> yes. No, no team starting Grant Williams is going to do anything significant, bro. Just like the Celtics, right? Like we never Dallas. started Grant. We started Grant when niggas was hurt, bro. <laughs> 
You won't see tomorrow how mediocre Dallas is. Watch. Okay, y'all don't have the the Celtics never seen Luca before. They they've never had anyone even close to him. Come on, man, you know that. Come on, don't put Max. that. Don't put Tatum and Luca in the same conversation. They're not. There's there's two different tiers. Oh, we're gonna man, see my sleeper team. I got two. I think the Orlando Magic are gonna be in the play in. You've been on them, yeah. Yeah, low playoff mix, and I think Atlanta Hawks are gonna be better than what some people think. I think they got the coach from last year, Quinn Snyder. He emphasized more off-ball movement. He's good. He did good in Utah. Like, we're having multiple players touch the rock and sharing the ball and things of that nature. They got a lot of young talent. Um, Okongu's a good player. Jalen Johnson's a good player. Got to see if DeAndre Hunter takes the next step. Bogdan uh, Bogdanovich is a good player. So they have pieces. Atlanta's going to be solid. Those are like my sleeper teams. Yeah, but Trey Young played off the ball last year for the beginning of the season. But as soon as soon as uh, injuries started to happen, just went right back to the I'll hold the ball all game offense. You don't think that's going to happen this year too? I don't think Snyder's going to allow it. Because, mm. okay. like, they have other pieces. They have other guys that can create. And I think he'll be able to, like, take advantage of it. Like, he'll have the times where Murray, he has a ball in his hands. He'll have the times where I was watching preseason. Yeah, Jalen Johnson. Jalen Johnson had like eight assists game. Oh, okay. So he wants to have playmaking in the front court as well. It's not just like we just gonna watch Trey Young and let him dribble for twenty seconds and take a step back three, or dribble and then force alley. He's trying to get the whole team involved. In. I think it's gonna make a difference. Okay, hey, what are you looking forward to in this first week? I'm definitely looking forward to uh, Celtics Knicks. Looking forward to that blowout. Southern's gonna come in uh, New York, you know, after that terrible season, that that game seven, that terrible game seven loss. They're gonna come in New York, thinking they're gonna, you know, start <laughs> the season off strong. Not against New York, no, thank you. You can do that against the Heat, no, not 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 today. Yes, yeah, it's, it's gonna be pretty bad. It, it'll be a bad. And then when I text you, you better answer. It'll be a bad game. I'm I'm positive on that. But yeah, really, what did like the Knicks do to improve over the offseason? Everyone, the players got better. <laughs> so Come on, they, man. So <laughs> Y'all got Dante DiVincenzo, bro. That's your big free agent acquisition. Did they go to Dante ABC DiVincenzo. camp or something? We didn't, we didn't need much. Like, like we didn't need much. <laughs> so nothing is what you're saying. <laughs> Just, I just wanted to check. I just wanted to make sure that I wasn't missing something. All right. Whatever All right, game what you're looking forward to, man. Yeah. What else is going on next week for you? Um, I don't know. I really enjoy the NBA because I like the rookies, the sophomore players. Like I like, I like watching players get better and better. Who's gonna be stars in this league and whatnot? You know, like. Yeah, like I'm gonna be watching a lot of games that most people won't be watching. Like I'll watch the Rockets, Magic. I'll, I'll you know I watch those kind of games. I the the Kings, Jazz, whatnot. And I'm curious to see how the Kings come in this season because you know they had the uh, greatest offense in NBA history last season. I wonder if they could do that again. I honestly, they, I wonder if they could do it again. If you could have been lucky, you know, maybe. But I wonder if they could do that again. But it was, yeah. It was depends on Keegan Murray gets better. 
That's true. I think that's, I mean, that's what I'm saying. That's what I'm, you know, that's what I'm looking for. I'm looking for like the the young players to see if I, you know, it was their rookie year. Is that going to be their best year, or are people getting better? You know, that's what I'm looking for. So, yeah. What is uh? Who is your surprise squad? Um, who's who's yeah. the squad that's going to surprise some people uh, the first month? I mean, oh yeah, uh, Dallas. Because when people keep, I don't know why we're counting Dallas out. Like they missed the playoffs one time. Now they're 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 going to get the first pick next season. Yeah, they're going to, they're going to the playoffs. Like, I, I don't know why we're like yo. When you have a player like that, you you don't you don't consecutively miss the playoffs. He doesn't get called a top. Top three, top five player for nothing. You don't just think about all the top three players you've ever seen. No, they don't miss the playoffs two times in a row. And Luke is not about to be one of them. He's gonna continue to go to the playoffs and whatnot. Yeah, I mean, <clears throat> we'll see. I, 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 I can see it. Yeah, I, mean, I just don't see it yet. That's all. I think the roster around. I mean, he's a great player. I'm not denying his greatness. You really feel like the roster around him is good enough, especially with these teams got better in the West. I would never say he's even had a good roster. I'm not like I'm not gonna sit here and like just man, he, he's been he's had this great roster because not really. I honestly no, I don't think the roster is all that good. I think it's good enough to make the playoffs. Yeah, mm-hmm. I do. Like I don't, I don't know where this mad slander came from. Like like Luca isn't Jalen Brown. Like Luca is is a it's a <laughs> it's a it's another tier. Like. It's another it, – that's different. He's a top five player. But, yeah, he's not going to miss the playoffs two, two years in a row. I can guarantee you that. that that's not happening. It's just, it just doesn't make sense. He's too good of a player. Like, think about – I'm not saying he's LeBron. Think about LeBron, all those terrible teams. Like, if you are that good of a player, you find a way. And I think you got to find a way. And he got Kyrie. So, he got he – got, they got the star power for it. You know what I mean? You got you to gotta find a way. They 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 got a center in the draft. You got you got to figure it out. Like sometimes you you got that player. I tell him, hey, look, figure it out. You know, ladies and gentlemen, that is Tay, the visionary of Tay's takes LLC. We got to add to his name. Start calling him the visionary because he sees it. You guys don't see it. Uh, check out later on this week. Dar Sports Media. <laughs> <laughs> DIR Sports Media. We've got great weekend wrestling coming up, of course. Um, we're working on a lot of awesome guests in the upcoming uh features coming down the pike. We have awesome interviews up on the page with Anthony King, with Sir Teasy, with uh all kinds of awesome guests. Did an awesome pod with uh, the Black Guy Wrestling Pod last week. Um, great, great guys. We can't wait to link up with them again. Um, so check out the other awesome stuff we have on the page. And remember, the world of DAR sports never stops. Tizzy, Blizzy, Truy, Apollo, we. Everybody eat. Ready for everyone? As I'm blunted, as I'm running, never nothing under hunting. Plinking games and throws a bust of breezes. How a nigga stunt in Baltimore? We verified with the two step. Solo with coalitions, tipsy from jungle juice. Yes, making in this way your age potholes destroy your 20s. Now the drives riding 30, 30, hoarding money's new. Yeah, yo, buck 50 straight to the base. Out with the trap, with the cheese, no rent to escape. Everybody dragging, having bags. It's a passion, that's why we added cash addicts in the attics on top of.